With Long Island local news on Election Day, Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and Albany lawmakers joined together yesterday to pitch a new law they say will help combat rising hate crimes by expanding the definition of such offenses to include heinous acts like spraying anti-Semitic graffiti or spewing homophobic slurs, as reported in the New York Post. The proposed Hate Crimes Modernization Act, expected to be considered by the New York State Ledge when it reconvenes next year, would add 31 new offenses to the list of those that can be charged as hate crimes, under New York's penal code, quote, anti-Asian slurs at a Chinese restaurant or homophobic slurs at a gay bar can't be charged as a hate crime. That, too, must be changed, Bragg said during a news conference announcing the legislation at his Manhattan offices. Nicholas Spangler reporting on Newsday.com that Monday's announcement came at a time of acute unease over threats after the October 7th Hamas terror attacks in Israel and a broader uptick of hate crimes, usually defined as those committed on the basis of race, color, religion, sexual orientation, or other categories of identity. Uh, We experienced our own uh, very recently here on the East End. In 2022, across the nation, there were 11,643 hate crimes reported. According to the FBI in New York State last year, there were 947 hate cases, including 89 on Long Island, up from 790 statewide in 2021 and 55 on Long Island, according to the State Division of Criminal Justice Services. Most of those reported cases targeted uh, Jews, Blacks, Asians, or LGBTQ people. That made me very uncomfortable to say as a sentence. According to federal data, there were 351 anti-Semitic hate crimes in the state last year, the most among any racial or religious group. In other news, the Supreme Court hears arguments today on whether the government can disarm people under domestic violence restraining orders in a case arising from its decision to that struck down New York State's law on carrying guns in public. Tom Brune reporting on Newsday.com that the case involves a drug dealer who fired gunshots five times over two months in Arlington, Texas, and who later admitted he had firearms in his home despite a domestic restraining order barring him from having guns. The stakes in the case are high, both for the protection of families facing domestic violence from gun owners and for judicial interpretations of Second Amendment cases under a new history-based method. The high court's Rahimi case decision could result in new challenges to New York's gun laws. Already, the New York Rifle and Pistol Association has a case before the Second Circuit appellate court seeking to overturn the statute uh, on open carry of guns, the New York State Ledge passed in response to the Bruin decision. And finally, it is Election Day. Polls opened at 6 o'clock this morning and will remain open until 9 p.m. throughout Long Island and New York State voting this year is for Suffolk County Executive, Suffolk County Legislatures, and several other town supervisor races and other town elections across eastern Long Island. Candace Ferret reporting on Newsday.com that to vote in person on Election Day today, you must be a registered voter and go to your designated polling site to cast a ballot. The locations of these sites are listed on the Suffolk County Board of Elections website that's voterlookup.elections.ny.gov or if you're here in Suffolk County you can call 631-854-4500. All absentee ballots must be either postmarked or delivered in person to the Suffolk County Board of Elections by today to be counted when the polls close tonight. Officials will tabulate the votes cast today in addition to those cast during the early voting period that ended Sunday and races with close results, absentee ballots will be counted. Final tallies might not be known for another week. Uh, voters can also find more information if they're looking for their polling site at vote411.org or any other information. We've got Gene Behrens of East End Hospice joining us to talk about a Hope for the Holidays, uh, a bereavement program for adults and children that's going to be happening this 
Thursday evening at Riverhead Library from 5.30 to 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, stay tuned for that interview. Um, reading the weather in Riverhead, looking like cloudy early today, then gradually clearing with a high near 67 degrees. It's going to be a beautiful election day. Oh, my goodness. Uh, albeit windy. So southwest wind, 13 to 16 miles per hour, gusting as high as 28. Uh, so make sure to secure the items in your yard tonight. Mostly clear with a low around 36 degrees. Northwest wind around 14 miles per hour. Right now it's 61 degrees. I've taken off my sweater. We're keeping the grief edition running. Uh, we've got a little classical crossover since we spent the last two tracks without lyrics. Uh, we're going to keep that rolling for one more track. Tony Ann, uh, a grief single cra classical crossover from this year. Uh, Amy J with her 2018 grief single, followed by Bastille, Good Grief from the Wild Word World record of 2016. The Ting Tings, Lucius, and Windhand on deck before Towns Van Zandt's covered, uh, cover of Rolling Stone's Dead Flowers. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to the Grief edition of the Heart and uh, Morning and Midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you. The listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Stay with us.
So how beautiful of timing do we have? Sit wherever you like, Miss Jean. I love your jacket. Where is that from? Uh, and then pull that pull that guy to you. This? Yes. Okay. And then so Jean Barron's? Barron's. Okay. And you are an, an adult bereavement coordinator with East End Hospice. Right. Thank you for what you do for your whole team and what they're putting together for this Thursday night. Um, it, grief is not easy no matter what time of the year, but the holidays are especially hard. They are. Um, so we're talking about Hope for the Holidays. It's a a program, a bereavement program for adults and children. Um, it, it's going to be this Thursday evening at Riverhead Free Library from 5327. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so let's... Let's start by by talking about the very tough topic that is grief. Um, what you guys, I mean, this is a, a subject that is um, ever omnipresent uh, for the East End Hospice uh, program. Yes. But my goodness, are we grateful that programs like East End Hospice exist? Because it's such, it's a... It is one of the, if not the most stressful thing a human can go through, to lose a, a partner, to lose a parent, to lose a child, or for a child to lose a parent right. um, or, or anyone, any loved one. Right. It's never easy. Um, and organizations like yours help <clears throat> to get folks uh, processing uh, grief sometimes it's it doesn't end, but it it can uh, change form. Um, and I, I've I've heard a great thing that when you get through the darkest days of grief, all that's left is the love. Of course, it's a process that can, at the drop of a hat, um, you know, a reminder, start all over again. Um, I I want to just uh, encourage folks not to be grief police out there. Um, let people yeah. grieve how, when, however they, and whenever they want to, uh, show up. I've heard people say they feel pressure to grieve in the right way. Mm-hmm. What are some things that, that, uh, you've heard from your, your work with East End Hospice from folks out there? Um, do I need to put these on? If you want to, otherwise you sound great. I'll okay. make sure you Thank sound you. good. Um, yeah, grief is such a, um, <clears throat> it's so insidious and it's so under, um, I don't know what the right word is. Like people, understood? And- people just don't get it unless they're, they've right. gone through it. And so it's like we have to have compassion yes. on both sides because- yeah. The people that haven't been through it are wanting to help. Right. You know, that's the thing. I, I say that all the time. But people, they want to help, but they say things sometimes that are so unhelpful. Right. And then it makes the person who's grieving actually angry, um, feeling like they need to just, like, run into their house and shut the door and not right. come out. Um, so I think that the education piece is what we do best. And we are just trying to... Not just, but we're trying to normalize this in some way because, I mean, let's face it, no one gets out of this life alive. Right. You know, we're all going to die. Yeah. And we're all going to experience the death of someone in our lives. So we need to learn how to do it. Um, and well, most people don't. You know, it's so funny because we're talking about uh, programs for those going through it. But you ever think of like almost like an Al-Anon for folks who have someone who is grieving mm-hmm. to help them understand. Do you guys do programming like that? I end up doing that. No, not purposefully. Like what ends up happening is people that are grieving end up educating the people around them how as to, to how to treat yes. them and how to help them, which is the worst because they're already depleted and completely right. vulnerable. And now and they have like, to advocate oh God, for themselves. Like, do I need to tell you how to talk to me? <laughs> 
do I need to tell you what to do for me? I can't. So it's just really hard. But no, there isn't. And that's a that's a great idea to just have that as a forum because right. there are a lot of people that like I'm I'm have been in private practice my whole adult life. And I've so many times had people come in and say to me, Oh my God, I feel like such a jerk. I just said to so and so they just say things and they want to be helpful, but they realize even as it's coming out of their mouths, it's not helpful. Oh, oh, let's let's cover some. What are some unhelpful things oh, to say? Oh, a whole list. <laughs> <laughs> she brought a list. I have so many. I love um, this. Let's see. Yeah, there's like so many because people say things like, um, you know, all of those. Oh, that was a year ago. She's in a Isn't it place. time? Isn't it time for you to? Yeah, she's in a better place. Mm. Like, really? No, I'd rather mm. she be here with right. me right now. Like, right. And then you want to, you know, people want to like. My favorite is um, people say things like to me, like in you know, in like a private session or even in a group, they'll say, "I wanted to throat punch her." You know? <laughs> yes. You know, and these it's, are the times where you and don't... It's, and it's funny because I could see, I could even see myself. It's like some, I don't know if it's like a human instinct to like uh, try to tr- look for the light and whatnot. But sometimes you got to just hold someone's hand and say this sucks. Yes, absolutely. Or, or this just stinks. shut your mouth. This stinks, yeah. yeah. You just like shut your mouth. Yeah. You know, just like sit there and and bring them like a glass of water. You know what I mean? Just like, or I have not, I can't, I can't think of a thing to say that could make this better. I really can't. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And just sit there. But those people get, people get nervous and then they say something really weird and awkward and then they run. Yeah. So then it leaves the grieving person with all of it. You know, it's like, oh my God, like. Not only am I already feeling horrible, but now I have to feel like a pariah in the world. And and, and process what the heck that just was. Yeah. So they, these are some of the, the better ones. Um, especially around the holidays, people say, like, time heals all wounds. Oh. This year should be better for you. Right. And it's like, really? Because last year I was just surviving. Right. And this year I'm like, shit, they're still not here. You know, I, I, I've been watching, um, and just like that, the new Sex and the City. Um, mm. It's like the continuation of, of oh, Sex and the know. City. Yeah. And there's, I, I won't spoil it for you, but there's a, a major grief element to it. And it, uh, it goes through the first year, right? The surviving and mm. all of the, all of the awful. The, and then uh, there was a... a an episode where a, a grieving widow uh, says to uh, another character, I'll say, um, it's the second year now. And uh, they said that's the dirty little secret mm. of of grief is for her and, and for some that the second year is worse because you're feeling further away from the person you know that's one of the things that people like people want to make it so that it's this or that and that's true for some and not for all right you know like that's a hard one because people will say it in groups sometime they'll say like well you know i'm I'm afraid because people are telling me that the second year is worse and then it's like but i'm like it's not but it's not it's not necessarily no but it's different and you're still carrying it you have to carry it for the rest of your life i think that's like the whole thing is like grief like yoga practice it's individualized exactly there's there is never one because because we're all different people and and the people we lose are different and it's in different ways at different times. Right. Like it could have been like if someone loses someone just before Thanksgiving and that first Thanksgiving is like, and they think, oh, check, I did the first Thanksgiving. That second Thanksgiving is really not going to be a picnic. You we know? all so know about like, trauma and and the, <clears throat> the anniversaries and, so and like it's, holidays. It's very individualized. Yeah. Exactly what you said. It's like you, you can't say that overall. It right. can't, it could be. Some things are going to be worse in the second year than they were in the first, and some are not. 
it's all, you know, kind of how it plays out for your right. process. And what I mentioned about process about process is that it could, you could be doing great and then you get a moment. Yep. Something and comes along like that so and fast. it reminds you of your husband, of your father, of your of your brother, of your, you know, whoever it is. Yeah, so many people have said to me that they, you know, things that happen like in the supermarket is a huge trigger for a lot of people. And they'll be in the supermarket and they'll be like going through and then all of a sudden it's like these certain foods that, you know, like, oh crap, like I don't need to buy that. Or, and I've had people, many people over the years have told me they've taken, they're, like their cart, they just leave it and leave the store. Because they, yeah. And that's okay. You know, be with yourself, honor your feelings, allow yourself to feel or to not feel I've heard the I've heard yes. uh, people say, you know, because gosh, I mean, I'm that type of person where sometimes I go numb all over, and it takes time mm-hmm. for my feelings to come, and you know, to some outside, it's like, well, why aren't they sad? Yes, they yes. are sad. Believe me. But people look at you and they think, oh, well, she's not crying. So she's so okay. therefore she's okay. But then they'll tell other people, oh, you know, I saw she, her the other day and she wasn't she wasn't crying. She was good. Yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, like she's past all of the hard stuff. It's mm-hmm. silly. Like the way yeah. society looks at grief is just silly. Yeah. It's tough. All right. So it's we're going to we're going to work on getting some programming for uh, the rest of us. You know, yeah. Get the Alan. It's on I, I was doing like Festivus for the rest of us, but the the rest <laughs> of the folks, uh, some some yeah, uh, bereavement for for folks who love someone who is grieving. It's like super simple and quiet stuff that really helps, and that's where people go awry because in our society, bigger, better, prettier, flashier, very dramatic, is the best thing, and it is not. You know, it's the person that makes soup and puts it on their front stoop. Or it's the person that says, listen, I know so-so has to go to, uh, you know, soccer practice today. Let me pick him up. You know, like those everyday things that happen or hire a cleaner and say, listen, I, or or a landscaper for the month yes. of whatever, for the month of July or the summertime. I'm just going to, you know, pay for your landscaping. So you don't have to do it because your husband just died and he did it. You know what I mean? Like things like that are huge, but they're quiet on the side things. Let's let's give folks some more. Uh, This the uh, bereavement tips for folks who love someone who is dealing with loss. What are some other ways that we can be there? A big thing is um, a lot of people don't get in touch because they don't want to deal with the phone call or they feel awkward about or it. they or maybe they think that the person doesn't want it i don't think they know what to think you know right. what i mean it's just like if they're not super close to someone right they may not want to call but they want they they want to call but they're like oh maybe i'm not in that inner circle i maybe i shouldn't call people love it when people check up on them but texting is the way to go text them just say thinking about you you know, or do you want to go for a walk or want to have a cup of coffee on Thursday? You know what I mean? Like just like something quick, easy, in, out, lunch, never dinner. Never, you make like, it, make it, the, put put it in their court. Yeah. And, and not, it's letting them know you're there. Yeah. You're just there. And you see, you see that this is hard. But the thing that always that you know i often respond to is like people will say things that um it's obvious that the people around them are looking at them as a victim and it's just period not your turn you know like it's not your turn you're it's going to happen to you too like they're not a victim right someone died yes and this is what's happening and it maybe it was a traumatic death maybe it was something that no one expected that's awful but you don't need to point it out to that person that it's awful because they know. Yeah. You know, it's just silly. But they'll say, oh, my God, I could never. That's another big, like, no, no. Never say that to someone. Like, I could never survive what you're surviving. I could not. 
Yeah. People say stuff like that all the time. Right? Yeah. I think I have. <laughs> I think I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to everyone. I'm so sorry <laughs> to everyone. Because, yeah, I mean, like, no ma- I've said all sorts of things. But we that I wish have. I wish I had not said we all have. <laughs> to all sorts of people, and and just know, whoever you are out there, I it has <laughs> it has probably hurt me way worse because I have spent nights and weeks and years remembering these things that I have said and being like, oh gosh, that's the part that grieving people don't. No, and they and I say it to them because I've heard the other side of it right. so many times, and I'll say you don't know. They feel terrible. Yeah, like, they're not trying to do this. They're not to trying you. to hurt you. They're trying to think of something that actually helps, and then something comes out that is not. But they helpful. don't. Yeah, and then they're so upset. So it's like so the other pieces, which it shouldn't have to be, but until we are in a society that understands better, um, there there is sadly an advocacy element that the bereaved yes where it's like uh, here are you know stand up for yourself let folks know right you know uh, and they and they will appreciate it yeah you know they may not like it in the moment but right. they will appreciate it because they will know it's like you're teaching them how to be with a person who's grieving right and so even if it feels awkward yeah you know Hey, we don't have to go there or, you know, let's I've had just a lot of people say to me, which I love in the last couple of years, not not over a long time, but the last few years, I've had a few people that have said, I will say to people because they feel like they need to be sad or they need to be talking about the person that died when someone says, how are you? And they realize that they don't have to. Mm. They say, you know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay today. They have one whatever line they've decided to use and then flip the conversation to the other person. Like that's life-saving for a lot of people. That's a cue that, you know. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. And I have one man that says his, his son died and he, he says to people, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to talk about it in this setting. Mm. Which I love. Yeah, that's nice. You know, because it's like I'm here at this event. And right. I don't want to go down that road today. Right. Boundaries, folks. No matter what it is, it's 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 okay to to let folks know what they are in the, in whatever moment right. you're at. All right. So back to this this Thursday. Uh, yes. Five thirty to seven. Mm-hmm. Riverhead Hope Library. for the holidays. Bereavement program for adults. And children set up by East End Hospice's uh, bereavement care team. What what can folks expect? Um, it's a really beautiful event. It really is. It's so pretty. Um, we go and we decorate it. You know, we bring all of our own stuff. We have carts of things that we bring and we decorate. And um, it's usually about forty people, I'd say. Um, and it we have. Um, an educational piece, and then there's a piece where people will uh, have, we do luminaries. Oh, I love people. that. They're beautiful. They're so beautiful. And we have all, you know, we set out all the, everything you could ever want to decorate these bags. Um, and they have like, almost looks like a snowflake cut out on the ones this year. They're really pretty. They've gotten prettier over the years, the bags from the places. But um so they decorate the bags and then they'll put the they then we have um a list of all the names of the people that died. And what we'll do is we'll read the name of the person that died and then the person will light their candle and then each one as they go and then we dim the lights and we have a uh, like a a prayer, not a prayer, but it's like a saying that we do and it brings kind of the room together it's magical do you do you what's the saying do you happen to know it it's yeah. this um i don't know if i had it with, i have it with me i have one thing that we it's a little paragraph that i didn't bring it with you me. know you talking about uh the the stress of of events uh you know with folks who who might not get it mm-hmm. uh one of the things that i imagine is so beautiful about this is this is a group of people who do so everyone gets it yeah. And so many people have come like from that event, they will then come to our 
groups during the year. Like people will oh, pop fantastic. up and they'll be like, oh, I met you at the library. And I came with my neighbor who had lost her husband and now I lost my mom and I need to, you know, whatever. So it's just a very calming situation, but it's very validating for everyone that's there. And a lot of the people this year that are coming are people that have been in our groups over this past year. And they go through the groups, they bond with each other, they, you know, they're friendly now. Yeah. And then they're happy to be able to be back together and do something else because, you know, the holidays are really, really rough. It starts in October. People start to talk about how much they're dreading it, you know. So this is just one way to kind of bring them together and have a few moments of peace and right. solidarity kind of. Yeah bolster them a little bit to get back out there to the things that they need to do. And we go over things like we go over, you know, the whole list of things that, you know, what do you need to do? Like holiday jobs. I'm going to go over all of that with them. Like, do you actually need to do that this year? Is that it, how important is that, you know, or is it, you know, do you need to do this? Some people have little kids. They do need to do certain things, but are there other things you can let go of, you know? So it's like, what are some examples? Like, um, you know, going to parties, right. the big one, like going to office parties or parties with, you know, your kids, like maybe other parents, places where you're going to feel really like- Like some, the other? You, like if you've lost a spouse, right? you just don't want to do it. You know, yeah. it's like, no, I would normally be doing this with my husband or my wife or my partner. I don't want to do this. Um, you don't have to, right. you know, like you don't have to do that. You don't have, right. there's a lot of things you don't have to do, especially in the first year and year and a half you got a big fat pass take it you know that's what i tell people all the time take the passes you don't have to after a while you're gonna find that you'll have the energy to do these things right now if your gut is telling you not to do it don't do it yeah it's fine you don't have to do it you make Never, yourself sick if you're if you're making decisions make it appear that you're okay right and 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 uh, running yourself ragged and and uh, making decisions outside of your own boundaries, what your body and mind are telling You're right. you. Right, the word it is. It's like all of these big boundaries. It's like a big bound. Like you have to develop them. Yes, it's very hard. And on these kind of things, like people like doing, um, you know, sending out cards is a big one. Like it was funny. I brought it up last week in one of my groups, and um, <laughs> they were so funny. They were just like very adamant about it. One of them. One woman like slammed her hand on the table and she said, I am not sending cards. And I was like, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. You know, but she had already obviously thought it through. Other people hadn't thought it through yet. And they were and older people like, you know, there's a different generation, too, where people it's like, that's just you have to you have to do that. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't ever I love have it. To do that. I hope I hope that person inspired some folks who were feeling like you have to, like feeling yeah. obligation. You know, the only obligation you have is to yourself and your 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 health, physical and mental. And you're in a you're in a, whether you like it or not, it, it's a fragile state. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's uh, you have to sit and be and and build it all back up. Yep. Because, you know, like our, our parts of ourselves have other people involved. And when that another person is gone, yet you, you're you repairing something. Yep. Yeah, and you're, you're figuring out you. how do you do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to live in this world without that person? Right. How, like, how am I going to do that? So you're in those like, oh, my God, moments you need months space and, and months, time. Right. So you're like, oh, my God, all the time in your head. Like people say, how are you? And the people are screaming in their head. How do you think I am? My wife just died. How do you think I am? My mom just died. Like, how mm. do you think I am? But they're not saying that. But that's right. what's happening. They're screaming in their heads all the time. So it's really hard to be that person, and especially at the holidays. So like on some of the other things that people do is like um, people talk about like, you know, the way that things were always done, always done, always done, always done. Like, you know, if you were the person that was always cooking, but, you know, your spouse or your partner or your mother was always also doing it with we you. We always had a rum cake. You know, like, do we you always need that? Do you need that? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> or can you, like, buy one if you <laughs> right. have to have one? 
like, yes. I don't know what a rum cake even is. Do you need to clean the house like it was? Or could you get a cleaner? Or could you maybe just not have it at your house this year? Yeah. You know, like those kind of things. Like, Oh, people, my God. That sounds like a nightmare. But like all of that stuff that people kind of pile on themselves. Like yeah. we take these lists and we go through it. And we they go, they will really talk about it. Like what do they need to do? What, do, what can I let go of? And what can I? And sometimes they let go of stuff. Permanently, it's like I started doing that, you know, after my husband died, and I never did it again. But the other thing, a big piece of um, the holiday stuff is, if you are going to go somewhere, and people say, "Oh, I'll take you," because they feel sorry for you, like you can't drive anymore because you're grieving. Don't do it. <laughs> take your I own car. Her. I love Jean. Take your own car, and also get very familiar with the Irish goodbye. You know, mm. know where your code is. When it's time. Quietly go get it and quietly leave. I love into that. your own car. I like the I like the drive yourself because for me, the drive is integral no matter where I'm going. That's my prep time. Mm-hmm. That's my mental, okay, I'm going into a situation, uh, you know, how, like, how will I deal with? That's a, such a good way to put it, yes. You know, X, Y, and Z, so-and-so says, you know, how am I going to, because, you know, like, I need to prepare myself. And then, you, like, you're there, and you're like, oh, she drove me, and now I can't leave until right. she leaves. Right. Oh, no. Don't do that. Oh, I don't see that. See, I don't, uh, I always drive myself because of that. I need to be a master of my own destiny. <laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> when it's time to go, although... Although I'm an Italian good buyer, but that's outside of outside of like being in the grips of grief, where I'll it takes me an hour to say goodbye. I know I'm an Italian. But good allow buyer yourself, as well, but, no matter what kind of good buyer you are. Yes, it's all right. Uh, you know. Yes, it's all right because I didn't even know what the Irish goodbye was until about I don't know, maybe not even ten years ago, and I was at a friend's funeral. And another of my friends, it was a friend from high school, and another of my friends, I mean, everyone there, we knew everyone. Yeah. Like, would have taken like seven hours to say goodbye. Oh, yeah. And she's getting her coat, and she's like, let's go. And I was like, well, we have to say goodbye. And she's like, oh, my God, no. We have to do the Irish goodbye here. And I was like, what? And then ever since then. That's a gift? She gave that to you. Love it. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) It's time. All right. So, you know, I love this, and I and I'm very excited. I'm, is it a free event? Mm-hmm. Okay, everything and, East End Hospice does is free of charge. And and do do you want folks to register? Yes. If okay. They would call our main number, which is six three one two eight 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 four zero zero. Got it. I see. And ask it right for here. Dina. And say you want to go. It's this Thursday. It's this Thursday. A lot of people are, are signing up this week. Um, yeah, it's this Thursday. It's really a nice, it's a beautiful event. It's not too long. We have beautiful, we have volunteers that come with me and help, and they're lovely people, and they just just like want just to be like there. You. We have our pastor, Bob, who's our, uh, he's on our clinical team, and he's going to do the, you know, the welcome Prayer, Beautiful. whatever you want to call it. Um, he's lovely. He says he's just great. And so we're just going to be welcoming people. They're going to sit. They're going to have all their markers and their luminaries. They're going. We're going to give them some education on grief, grief in the holidays. We're going to go over some of this stuff, and then we're, we'll do the luminaries and you know mention all of the people that have passed. And and then we then we go. It's a really nice night. And and just this is not completely unrelated, not really completely, under, but I see there's a nice little button for Camp Good Grief on the eeh.org, the East End Hospice mm-hmm. website. If you're out there and you have grieving littles, yeah, um, Camp Good Grief. I got it's to amazing. see it in person, and and it, programs like that that bring together uh, people in that boat uh, find your tribe. Uh, E-E-H.org. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Jean Behrens. Uh, let's see where we are on the grief playlist. Uh, this is Amy J. and you, whoever you are out there.
you're awesome, and you just heard our second segment on Tuesday, underwritten by Southampton Arts Center, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Never mind, I'm hopping forward. I'm going to go to Bastille. This is Good Grief from the Wild World Record of 2016 on WLIWFM. What would you little maniacs like to do first? Watching through our fingers Watching through our fingers Shuts my eyes and counts to ten It goes in one ear out the other One ear out the other Burning bright right till the end Now you'll be missing from the photographs Missing from the photographs Watching through our fingers What's gonna be left of the world if you're not in it? What's gonna be left of the world? Oh, every minute and every hour, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you more. Every stumble and each misfire, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you more. of the world if you're not in it what's gonna be left of the world oh. every minute and every hour i miss you i miss you i miss you more every stumble and each misfire i miss you i miss you i miss you more can we be a party i have to learn to live in the jungle now stop worrying and go and get dressed have to excuse me I've lost control of all of my senses You might have to excuse me I've lost control of all of my words So get drunk Call me a fool Put me in my place Put me in my place Pick me up Up off the Ting-ting's on deck, but first, Jean is back. Uh, you wanted to tell the folks about what the kids got going on, right, this Thursday night? On Thursday evening, um, we also have it set up so that if people need to come with their children, um, if their children have lost someone, that we have a separate program uh, for the kids. Oh, wow. That's so great. There's, there's more. We you know, haven't had a whole lot in the past of the kids coming because it's probably time of day, but it's it's certainly available if they want to bring their children who've lost someone. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Jean Behrens. This is the Ting Tings, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. See you're looking worse. I've seen it take you. Don't see what I 
Can take you dirty nails and fucked up tales of last night's off the rails. Not pretty when you're the oldest in the club. It's a good grief. It's a good grief. I'm fine. Relief. It's good grief. Grey sky thinking how we do it up north. Some might say that it's moaning, but it's keeping us warm. Grey sky thinking how we do it up north. Some might say that it's moaning, but it's keeping us warm. So you're going to actually get maybe a few seconds of Windhand's Sparrow from Grief's Eternal Flower. This is Lucius Madness from the Good Grief record of 2016. This was the Grief edition of The Hearts. Big thank you to Will Pomerantz and Jean Behrens and our underwriters. Iconic Landing in Southampton Art Center and all of you out there listening to WLIWFM. Stay with us. Racing up the hill, we could be doomed. Times after us, fear after time.
is coming.